another edition of the Lakers Locker Room. I'm your co-host, Tejon Graham. Alongside me is my guy, the one, the only, Mr. Jason Little. Jason, how you doing today, man? Fantastic. Thank you, Tejon. So in this episode, we are in our fifth installment of our Senior Send-Off Series, where we dedicate each episode to graduating seniors from one of our respective Nipissing Lakers sports teams. In this episode, we're going to focus on a gentleman who's graduating from the men's volleyball team. So today we have a special guest here today. He's in his fifth and final year of the Nipissing University Lakers men's volleyball team. You know, he's probably one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet. <laughs> Please welcome to Lakers Locker, Mr. Patrick Hebert. Patrick, how are you doing today, my man? Hey, just fantastic. How are you guys? Good man, bro. I've been trying to track you down for the last what two, three weeks. We were just talking about before, oh, here, but <laughs> yeah, at least two, two, three weeks. I yeah, think you originally reached out like almost like a month ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I actually wanted you to be the first episode of the senior send up series, and that was like almost a month ago. Yeah, but yeah, talk about how these last couple weeks just been crazy for you. Oh, it's been like insane. Like uh, the end of the year is always a big rush with like finals and assignments and whatnot. But and like this year for me too, it's kind of unfortunate. But like I'm kind of stuck in like a housing situation, looking for a new house to stay, a new apartment, whatnot. So I was super busy trying to get on that. And like this year has been for some ridiculous reason, like super hard to find places to stay. And like, along with that, like I've been working full time since uh, pretty much like September with online school. I've been able to work uh, at the same time. So really like the last month has just been like studying, working, and on my free time, I was looking for apartment viewings and whatnot. So it's just been like a crazy uh, late March till April kind of thing. It's just been insane. Yeah. Before we begin, I just want to ask you, how excited are you to be done? It's, I'm like really excited, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, like it flew by and you're like looking back, I'm like, wow, I can't believe I actually done my graduate degree, like this post-secondary, like, I don't know, it feels like a year ago I was looking like what kind of program I would take and now I'm like here graduating and finally like I can say I'm, I'm done. Like, it's it's a crazy feeling, too. Yeah, congratulations being done, man. I'm just, Jason, I'm pretty sure you can say the same thing, bro. I'm so happy to be done. <laughs> when I took my last exam, I was like, yo, I'm done. I'm done my second year. I got three more years to go, but I have the next four months off. Like, thank yeah. you. That yeah. That feeling man. just, like, uh, came to me. I don't know. When I wrote my last exam, it's like, oh, like, another one done and whatnot. And the next day I woke up, I'm like, well, that was probably like my last exam ever. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. But it's so exciting too. Who knows what's what's in for me in the future. So I know. Hopefully lots of ops. That's yeah. crazy that you're saying that like most of the uh, other guests we've been having that are done. It's like, yeah, it flies by. It feels like one year and you're done. Oh yeah. And like I feel like everybody's saying the same. And it's like the classic spiel, like, oh, like don't take it for granted. It goes by fast, but man it does go by fast and you kind of like don't realize it when you're going through it. Yeah. Seriously, man. Anyways, we're going to get right into it, Matt. So 2020 was a year full of, you know, unprecedented, you know, no one saw the pandemic coming for you personally. What was the biggest thing you took away from 2020 or the biggest lesson you learned out of 2020? Um, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I think I'd have to say is like, don't take anything for granted. We've got, like, there's so much things that cut, got cut short because of pandemic and whatnot. Like, we had to adapt to online school and, like, all those things. But honestly, like, some little things that I was doing last year, like, just let's say, for example, like, working out with my teammates and whatnot, we take that for granted so often. You're just like, oh, just another day here, just another hour that I have that I kind of, like, grind through. But now I'm like, wow, what would I do to like go back and be like able to spend that one hour with my two, three teammates workout group to like uh, just grind it out. Like, so that, that was my biggest thing. I think I have to say like, that's my biggest take. Like don't take anything for granted. Appreciate every little thing that happens to you bad or good. There's always some things that, that's going to come out of it. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Like I remember, you know, you know what people always say, you know, 
you know, don't take things for granted or you never know what tomorrow brings to people. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because you're in the moment. It's like, yeah, I hear that a thousand times. But then once the pandemic happened, you're like, okay, now I see what people are talking about. Because, bro, the way people were acting when the pandemic happened, like people were stressed out because they couldn't work out. They couldn't go to restaurants. Like for us, Hooper, you couldn't go to the basketball course. So people are like, like, damn. Like, this is what people mean when they say don't take things for granted. Yeah, this is what people mean. Don't take things for granted. Like, what people, honestly, people would say, you know, I hear this thing all the time. Your worst day is someone's best day. So when Oh, you, for sure, yeah. When, yeah. when you think the world is falling down on your face, like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff is happening. Trust me, there are, there's always someone who has the worst thing. That's what something my parents always said. There's always someone who has the worst than you. Mm-hmm. So I'm for sure. Yeah. Just, and even just the little things, too, like... Just seeing somebody in the hallways in the gym or at the school and just say, hi, how's your day going? Like those little things that we've always took for granted. And now we're like socially distanced. We're like not seeing people or like a very few people, whatever your circle is. And it's just like, it feels nice to see some different faces. Like you go to the grocery store and you're like, wow, like I don't know anybody here, but it feels nice to see other people other than my roommate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah, you're so right. Like the athletic center, I don't know if we were there Jason this year, but yeah, the athletic center was a ghost town. Like usually last year, every time you're going in, you have people coming up say, "Hey, how's it going?" And you have the front desk saying, "Hey, um, you know, Mac and like Chris and all this stuff." But this year was a ghost town. Like you're literally in there, you sign sheets and get out. Like it was just, oh yeah, it was just so weird. Like honestly, it threw your vibe off a little bit. Like even practicing was like it was just different because at the first couple weeks for us, like, we couldn't even do five on five. Like it had to be like, individuals. Like it was just crazy. Yeah, the craziest things I would say would be like, well, one on the school stuff, no locker room. Like for athletes, that's weird. I love oh the locker God. room. It's one of the biggest things I realized how we take for granted. And like when we started this podcast, it was funny because it was during the pandemic. So me and Tejan kind of came up with the name because all the best things happen in the locker room, right? Yeah. And the other one that's kind of a weird little thing that I don't know if a lot of people notice is shaking hands. When you meet people now, yeah. it's like you don't touch somebody or it's like they'll touch your foot or the elbow. Like what happened to like, you know, a good old handshake? Yeah. Crazy, man. The little thing, seriously. You know, one, one other thing for me is like people smile. Like yeah. you just walk in and you want to greet people. And like you're kind of just smiling at them and then you realize, oh, no, I have a mask on. So they just think I'm looking at them creepy. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that's so true. Like honestly, personally, your team is so good at that. Though, like especially like last year when I first came, like Eric, like who's on your team, like a super nice guy. I remember sometimes I'll just come in, like you just give a smile, like hey, what's up, man? Like stuff like that you miss too because you can't do that through a mask. Like yeah, like you realize that even those little like greetings, say hey, like how's your day, and like hey, nice to see you, or hey, you had a great game last week, like stuff like that. Like you don't have it this year. Like damn, it's weird, man. It's weird. It's so it's so weird, like. But yeah, for you personally, you know, what was your reaction when you found out there was no season? Like, I know for us, like, I was just hoping that there could be some way that there could be a season, especially in the States. You know, they just finished March Madness, like, a month ago. So I'm thinking, you know, and I told my brother the same thing too. Listen, Jason, I think you agree with me on this. And they said, you know, like, you guys can play, but there's no fans. I'd be like, what? Hell yeah, I'm playing. I don't care. Bro, you think I give a crap about fans? Honestly, I don't even hear the fans when I'm playing. Like, even when like the announcers call my name last year and they say Tejan Graham, I don't hear them. So I would happily play with no fans. Honestly, I yeah. think some guys probably would have played better because there's no fans. Yeah. But, but you, for yeah, you I love the fans. I thought they were so sick. And the announcement, man. Me? Me, bro. I'm telling you, right now, I could care less if there was fans. If it just said you can play, but no fans, just the coaches, um, the refs, maybe one announcer for like foul and whatever, I'm good with that. I don't care. But yeah, for you, Firstly, Patrick, yeah, what was your reaction when you find there's no season? Like, I think it was, like, most of our, like, athletes at the school, it was just devastating. Like, we were, especially, like, going into my final year, it's, like, I've worked four years. I've, like, dedicated so much time to, like, go out with a bang, and then all of a sudden, it's, like, everything got cut, and you're, like, well, didn't realize last year when I was playing in the playoff game, like, didn't realize like that was my last game right it's like it's just that crazy moment where you like heard when I heard the news and I was like oh like all right well we'll still be able to practice and stay guys and everything and then they're like well I don't know about that maybe maybe not but after like taking it in I was like well that's really like 
like what if because like especially last year like the team was looking really good and like um this year sounded like really promising and then the whole time i'm just like well what if like what would have happened if we had a season like we lost one guy from the previous year who graduated and we still have pretty much the same team we're like well we're going to be solid and now we're like well maybe we would have been maybe not like who knows right so and it's just it's a sport that i love to play too right like that's what like kind of what brought me to nipissing as well is like the sports the volleyball and of course like other aspect with the school and everything but when you take that away from a person it's like i don't know it's almost like shooting yourself in the foot you're like well what am i doing now i'm here for school i'm here for volleyball for school but i can't practice the sport so it's like it, it plays it hits you differently on the mental aspect too like it's it's really tough this might sound like a dumb question but let me ask you this what has hurt more for you not being able to run it back with your team like if you like you said you guys had a great year so you guys are going to have a lot of momentum so would you say what has hurt more for you personally not being able to run it back with your team and going for the championship or for you personally not having that ability to have the senior night like some of the athletes did last year um like obviously both of those things like they had a huge impact but for me honestly it's all about the team like that's what like motivated me is like how far can we go as a team like we practice as a team we play as a team we lose as a team and we obviously win as a team as like as well right so for me like the biggest hit was like well all of this potential that we had as a team like i never saw it on the court and like or like i did last year but like what would have happened this year with more practice and whatnot so definitely like that team aspect that's what hurt me the most like just being able to be in the gym surrounded by my friends like family at this point like that's that's the thing that like hits hits the most yeah yeah like seriously honestly like i honestly feel so bad for all those athletes that didn't get um because I remember someone said it too, like on the first episode from the girls volleyball team, you know, like this whole year, you know, like you don't know when it hits you that you're done, right? Like it's random because you didn't have the proper closure. Um, like it just, it just, it just sucks. Like, you know, especially last year, you know, seeing our seniors graduate and they had to see their family there. And we had a little thing up in um, the upper boardroom, you know, had a little fun, you know, stuff like that is like, I just feel so bad for like guys like you and all the other athletes who were graduate that didn't get that you know, didn't get the ability to say, you know, your final speech and like, you know, hug it out with the guys, see, oh, this is a great season. I miss you guys. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just, it's just, just sucks. That, that's another thing too, that like you play, you play your first year, second year, and like you see the guys graduating every year and you're like, well, one day that's going to be me and like everybody's going to like help me go through it and like uh, kind of walk me out of it. Like, but then this year it's just like, can't even see them in person. Like that's tough. No, seriously. Kind of like remember that saying, "Play every game like it's your last." Yeah, yeah. Really does like it's it's so true. This is a prime yes. example of yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. like Hunter said, I, I think if you took anything you know for granted before, you're not gonna know. Like so many small things that like you miss, like you said, the fans or you know the change room, like all that stuff. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna take for granted. But um, touching on the change room too, you know. Before we obviously all found there was going to be no season, you know, all teams were still practicing as if there was going to be season. So obviously every year there's new teammates coming in and obviously you being one of the older heads on the team, you know, obviously you had to, you know, lead that new group coming in, obviously integrate them into the team. So for that short period of time that you were with the team, how are you guys able to, or for you personally, how are you able to build, you know, new connection and relationship with the teammates without the locker room? So luckily for us, and I got a like um, big thank you and like uh, to our head, like our coach, uh, Eric Young, like his effort of doing weekly Zoom meetings, bi-weekly Zoom meetings, depending on the timing and whatnot, just to integrate, like have everybody there for an hour, two hour a night, like a week and have the recruits there, the new, like um, the new coming players. Uh, the older guys and everybody and like 
some of those meetings, we didn't even chat about volleyball at all. It was just the fact that we had everybody there making connections, seeing faces, putting a name to a face. And I think like this year, that's been a big um, aspect of making the newer guys feel uh, like they belong to this team. And I just can't imagine being them like in their shoes and coming or like starting school where you don't, you're not in school, right? You don't see classmates, you don't see teammates. Like you saw them a little bit at the beginning of the year, but then again, like it's really all about seeing faces and making those connections, which is obviously harder when you have to do it through a Zoom platform or an online platform. But for me, like just try to check in with the guys once in a while, like see how they're doing, see how their school uh, is going and then like assignment wise and just, you know, just even if it's not volleyball related, just a little text here and there, like, Hey, how's your day? Like how, how's school going? I think that's what I've tried to do. Like even along my career at Nepising was just like, always try to like keep the guys together and just like, you know, touch base here and there just to see how they're going and try to help them if they had a bad day or anything like all those little things again like might take for granted but I think makes a huge part in like trying to integrate people in our like team culture too so yeah what about like the accountability aspect like when I know when we're in season and we're at the school if you're slacking at all you're in the weight room you're not doing what you're supposed to or you know, you can actually call a guy out and be like, hey, man, like, you know, get them in line. Yeah. How have you been able to do that with some of the younger guys and even, like, you know, the second and third years that are on the team with everything going on? Um, I think, like, on for our team, with all our culture that we have, and uh, I think it's a team-based effort more than, like, individuals. Uh, luckily for us, we have, like, a training app where our strength and conditioning coach, Tyler Vidian, like, set up for us and we have our um workouts uh designed like week or like day one you have this this and that like how many reps how many we have everything like set out for us and with that app like we're able to see like compliance percentage who like who registered or like completed all their blocks who completed like 50 percent of their blocks like it's all a percentage and you see that like every week so on that aspect with our team, what we have is like, we call it like the make me accountable Monday. Mm-hmm. So every Monday we kind of check in with the guys, check the compliance score. And then we're like, all right guys, like we're slacking. What's going on? Like exam week, fair enough. Like it's a tough time. Maybe like you're more, your effort is better suited towards school, but make sure you're still doing your workout. Like that's how, um, we keep ourselves accountable. We keep others accountable. And like I said, that's, um, I, I, man, like I've had guys in the past, like second year calling me out cause I didn't do workouts and like, that's great. Like I skipped the workout cause of school, cause of an injury and whatnot. And I didn't communicate second year player called me out. And I'm like, wow, like congrats. Like I'm happy that you did because I, maybe I needed something like I needed that. So like, that's what like even on, on our team we're like pretty focused on like team accountability and like doesn't have to be the older guys keeping the younger guys accountable as anybody yeah touching staying on the leadership um topic too i forgot to say in the intro you know congratulations on winning the dave marshall leadership board that's a really great accomplishment um thank you thank you so you know staying on the leadership you know i've asked this question before but just from your perspective what would you say is the most important character trait to have to be a good leader in this setting of being a student athlete? Hmm. I think to be a good leader, you just, um, you kind of need to like, if you like kind of the same, like, I don't know if it goes like, if you talk the talk, go to walk the walk. So like that, that kind of like, uh, setting it's like, you don't have to be the best one. You don't have to be the smartest one. You don't have to be like, I don't think there's like a perfect person or like model to be a leader or like you shouldn't say like you're a leader. I think it comes within everybody. And I think everybody can be a leader as well. It just comes within themselves where 
you think something should be done, you should speak up. You should like, don't be afraid to like say what's on your mind and like step forward if you need to. And like, at the same time, you're going to know your place and know where you stand. But I don't know. I think everybody should be like able to speak their mind. And that's what I think like a good leader is, is someone who's capable of speaking their mind, justifying their points and admitting when they're wrong. And that's a big part of being a leader. It's not just like, here's what I want to do. Here's what I think is the best. It's like pitching out your ideas and then talking with your teammates, coaching staff and whatnot. And then they're like, well, maybe this is not the best idea. Fine. You're right. We've tried it. Didn't work. We'll move on and try something else. And that's what I think makes a good leader. A good leadership skills anyways, being able to admit when you're in the wrong. Yeah, for sure. I think one also too, I think touching on what you said too and something before too, I think it's also about being open. You know, when you're a leader, you know, you have to be able to, you know, let other people hold you accountable because you know, one's perfect. And honestly, no one wants you to act like you're perfect. Like you don't always have to, and I learned this too a couple weeks ago, you know, someone said to me too, you know, it's not good to always act like you have the answers. You know, someone asks you a question, if you don't know the answer, just say, you know what, that's a question. I don't know the answer. I'll get back to you. I feel like sometimes, you know, people always think because they're the leader, they have to have all the answers. But sometimes it's just better to acknowledge that you don't have the answers and being open to have other people give you the answer. Mm-hmm. Because if you always, you know, if you're, if you're on a team, you know, and something happens and you always are quick to say, you know, this is your fault, this is your fault, then. But then they'd be like, no, it's actually your fault. And then you're going to fight about it, you know, then where are you going to go? So if you're actually going to be open as a leader, you have to be willing to, you know, take in people saying, you know what? Hey, you messed up on those rotations for example, for Bobo, you know, or you didn't say you didn't call out mine. Like, let's fix it. And rather than you know barking and saying, "Yo, no, I'm the leader. You know, I'm you, I'm gonna tell you what to do." So, I yeah, think, I think that's been a big thing too. Um, but also touching on the teammates section, you know, we talked about before too. But um, being on a sports team is amazing. You know, you have you meet all these new guys every year. You get to hang out. You get to make new connections. What has been your favorite part about being on a on a team? um i gotta say like it's the connections that you make it's the like relationship that you build with your teammates um coaching staff even or like support staff like athletic like chris and mac like and all those like student trainer that help too it's i think it's all the relationship that comes out of uh like the team setting because i've met guys on this team that i probably would never hang out with if it was not from playing volleyball together right and now those guys are like family like i would do anything for them it's i would go to war for them it's just like those relationships that you build and like i think it's so um there's such a strong connection because you go through some highs you go through some lows you definitely go through some uh, situation where you obviously don't agree with somebody else or a group of people, but that's what a team is, right? Like you don't have to always agree as long as you can work it out. And like, that's, that's such a big aspect of like being part of a team and such a great team and atmosphere that we have at Nipissing. It's like just awesome feeling. And also, like you said, we talked about it before uh, this uh, we started, is like the connections we have with other student athletes, right? Like you said, our like volleyball and men's basketball locker rooms are right beside each other. And there's no, for you guys, there's no other way to go out than to walk in front of our doors. So like, obviously we always cross our, like each other's path and like, I've never, and like, yeah, I've never hung out with you or anything, but like, I know you enough and like, it's just a relationship we've built over the years. Like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? Like, how was, how was the game on the weekend? Did you guys do good? Like, all those little connections that you make. And that's such a huge part as, like, a team and, like, just being a student athlete in this, like, community as well. I think what also helps, too, is because when it comes to situations in university, you know, those guys in the locker room knows exactly what you're going through in the sense of, you know, no one else knows what it's like, you know, to be a men's volleyball player, you know, in university, you know, obviously when you look at a grand scheme of things, you know, other student athletes can relate to, you know, you know, what it's like to be a student athlete and a balancing all that type of stuff. But when you're looking at it from a microscopic perspective, those guys in the locker room knows exactly what you're going through. You know, for our team, you know, we, we all know what it's like to be a, you know, men's basketball player at Neighbors University, obviously to be a student athlete, have the exact same training schedule. So like, we know, you know, what it's like. 
And, you know, seeing you guys from afar last year in my first year and obviously getting to know you guys a little bit more this year through initiatives, you know, it seems like you guys are a really, your team seems like a really big advocate for, you know, mental health. And, you know, from our team, you know, I remember Shannon was talking about it, who was our, our co-captain, you know, mental health is something that we really don't talk about when it comes to student athletes, you know, that pressure, you know, I talked about with Eric and Macy, you know, on one of the episodes earlier this season. So talk about why it's so important for your team to be advocate to discuss discussing mental health and, you know, all the things that comes with that being a student athlete. Um, the big thing too with that is like, other than student, uh, like other student athletes, not a whole lot of people see um, or knows how hard mentally, physically, and emotionally it is to be like a student athlete. And we go like we go through so much training and studying and all that stuff. And usually, like, or like I'm generalizing here, and obviously, like I don't want to speak for everybody or anybody. But like the stereotypical student athlete is like, oh, like you're varsity, right? They're like, oh, cool, you're varsity. But other than that, like people don't really understand the pressure that each of us uh, student athletes goes on, like is under by representing the school. Like anything that you do wearing the logo, um, you got to be like mindful of like, well, if I do something stupid with this logo on, like obviously the school is going to hear from it and then the coaches and then, right. It's all like a chain that's going to like a chain effect. And it's so important to be advocate of that and like talk about it because I think that's one way to cope with it and uh, be able to go through if somebody is like going through a rough time, if, if we have that like stigma of like, oh, like mental health, that's just for the week or whatever. Like it's hard for somebody to speak up. And like um, our team is a big advocate of that. We had, we've had like, um, we, we, we just had like people, we know people in the past that had struggle with that. And we know firsthand like what happens and like what people go through. So we just like to like, talk about it and like hopefully make other people realize like how hard it is and like it's real it's something that every single one of us struggled with at one point even if you want to admit it or not like I'm sure every student athlete at one point was like wow I'm mentally exhausted I just want to lay down for a week and not leave my house my bed whatever and then you wake up the next morning and like, oh, like practice time, like let's go, it's grinded out again. But it's just, it's just so much more than just being on a sport, on a sports team, right? Yeah. So, yeah. A big and thing like, I was talking about with some of the other um, like alumni we had for mental health was the uh, identity crisis, especially with not having sports to play now and especially for individuals in your case where you're graduating and then what's next right you're not you might not be playing that sport for the rest of your life um and i feel like it's something that not a lot of athletes think of in the moment but a lot do end up facing it when it comes now speaking on that like have you noticed like has this came to you at all into your mind that it's over have you ever get like been attached to i'm a volleyball player uh, like, I think, obviously, like, I've had that, like, uh, identity of, like, oh, I'm a volleyball player. Um, our team is, like, we are who we are, right? Like, everybody comes here and, like, we wear our logos. We wear our uh, sports team proudly around the school. And, like, by all means do. Like, you, you should, too. But then when you stop playing and you're, like, well, what am I now, like? Obviously, I'm still part of the team and like alumni and like I still have friends on the team and like I'm still close to them. But I'm like, well, I'm not really playing volleyball anymore. Like, what am I going to do? Like, and the biggest thing, too, is like, am I, I'm, am I like, what am I going to do to stay in shape? Because that's all I've been doing, right? Like workouts, volleyball. And now that I stopped everything, I'm like, well, it's another like thing you don't realize that you work out and you exercise and you stay in shape uh, to first of all, like prevent injuries while you play and to be better. Right. 
And I'm like, well, now I don't have to work out. I don't get the chance to work out. Like, should I still keep going? And then I realized that I'm like, man, like, honestly, like I wasn't working out for the team. I was working out for myself, but I've always associated that feeling with working out to get better, to improve the team, to be better, to, to, to be a better teammate. But on the other aspect, I'm like, well, I'm, st I still want to be in shape, right? Like I don't <laughs> working out for myself. And that's where I kind of realized I sat back a little bit and I was like talking with my parents, my friends. I'm like, you know what? Like there's so much more after volleyball. There's like a whole other world out there and you just got to like, might be scary a little bit. And like, you might don't want like not interested of like taking a step into who knows what you're just blindly going out and not being a volleyball player anymore. But man, there's so much more after the sport. Like uh, I started working full time and like got made some new connection there and like found out a new uh, passion that I didn't know I had before. And I'm like, well, just keep going and you'll find something else. And that's a big part of like your identity is not like shouldn't be only attached to being a volleyball player, being a basketball player, soccer player. It's being who you are as part of those teams. And I feel like that expands even past sports. Like I know my manager, for instance, I was like, me and him are really close. And I like got, I work out at Rexall in my local town there. And we were chatting once and he was having issues with like at home, the stress of being back and forth all the time. And he sat there and realized he's like, I'm not just a manager at Rexall. Like he had to separate work from what life is. Right. And like one of the, the guys we had on here was great for that is uh, you probably know him, Jordan, Jordan Roberts yeah he's a great guy for that because even without basketball he has such a passion for traveling and culture and like just everything it's i don't know I, I look at him and i'm just like yeah that's you can't you can't hold yourself to being one person or set yourself as i'm this you know you gotta yeah really be open to everything yeah for sure it. I think I think the beauty too about this whole pandemic, and I said this before, is that it really gave people a time to you know sit down and self reflect. You know, obviously a lot of stuff happened last year, and so obviously you know you look back and you're like, okay, what am I doing? Or you know, who am I really? You know, when sports is taken away from you, like especially up to last year, I would honestly would just say like I was a basketball player. You know, basketball was everything to me. Obviously, still is because I still love basketball, but you know, I didn't really have like a lot of interest outside of basketball. So obviously when the stuff happened last year, you know, and, and I self-reflect, you know, what other things could I do? You know, that's like you said, Patrick, I've developed so much more different interests and, you know, I realized, you know what, maybe I don't even like psychology that much more. Like I actually switched majors, like, you know, like gave me like a really good opportunity to really just sit back and like, you know, just self-reflect on some things I got to do. And I think that was, I think that was really great too, because like I said, it really gave me the opportunity to see what I could do after basketball. <laughs> you know, like it really gave you opportunity to realize, you know, basketball or volleyball or hockey or soccer is not everything, you know. I think this whole pandemic has taught that because, you know, as much as we would obviously love to go play a sport right now, you know, health is first, right? Like, yeah, you're not going to go outside to like do something to risk your own health and you go home and pass it to like your family, right? So I just think the beauty about, just to sum it up, I think the beauty about the whole situation was for me personally, if someone was to ask me, maybe up to two years ago who is Tejon Graham it probably would just say you know I'm a basketball player I'm a student that's it now if someone asked me you know who is Tejon Graham I could say you know I'm a basketball player I'm a student I'm an activist you know I'm a video creator you know I can lead stuff like I can do so many more things now for you you know asking this question you know how would you say you've evolved from first year up until now like what's the biggest thing about you that has really evolved since your first year at Nipissing to today as a fifth year I think, like, biggest thing that evolved is being able to manage my time properly. Mm. And coming into first year, being, like, out of high school and um, obviously, like, played every sports in high school and kind of prioritized sports a little bit. And then I came here and you're like, well, you can't play the sport, but you got to keep this average to play a sport, right? And for me, like, it was, a like super challenging coming out of like a French high school and like French as my first language into a completely uh, English university. Like the transition was really hard. And at first, like biggest struggle I had was time managing. We 
practice, what, two hours a day, work out an hour, an hour and a half a day, and then you go to practice while you want to be there, like 40 minutes, half hour, 45 minutes before warm up, uh, stretch and whatnot, just to be ready for practice. So at the end of the day, you end up spending what, I don't know, I'd say a rough estimate, like five hours. Just well, you for eating too, right? You have to and yeah, and that's, yeah. And that's just like five hours dedicated to your sport, right? Oh, yeah. And that's excluding classes, eating, um, whatnot, like seeing friends, like your social life. So I like, that's what I said. I struggled a lot in first year because I was trying to prioritize the sport a little bit more as I was doing in high school and then struggling in classes a little bit. I was like, well, this is obviously not working. And then that's where I like reached out. I think it was like November in first semester. I was still writing all my notes in French and then going back at night and writing all my notes in English, just trying to like keep up with the language. Um, which is a little funny when I think again, like think back at it. I'm like, wow, like that was tough, but now I'm like good for good with that. But like November, I was like, well, I need to change something. I need to like force myself into uh, this culture, this university, like the things, how the things are going here. And I reached out to friends and like, it's uh, reached out to uh, also like Adam McLandris, who's been a huge part of our team. And I'm like, man, like I need help organizing my schedule better and um all those little things that you don't think about when you're like coming in first year and that evolved through second third year and fourth year and now i'm like this is so much better once i have everything in a schedule and like i use google calendar just for example and like you have everything scheduled in and you're like all right well here's the two hours of free time that i have I need to eat and I need to uh, do homeworks in that time and not just going like going with the flow kind of thing. I'm like, Oh, like I'm done this class early. Maybe I'll, I'll do a little bit of homework and then we'll see where that goes. And then you end up watching TV or playing video games. And then two hours goes by and you're like, well, didn't do nothing. Hopefully I'll have time tomorrow. So that's the biggest thing that evolved throughout the five, four or five years for me um, in terms of like, a skill that I can use outside of school or volleyball or whatnot. And it's just so important and made my life so much easier. Like I can sit here and say how nice it is, but you actually got to do it to realize how important it is to be able to manage your time efficiently uh, and like prioritize the right things as well. Right? I was in that exact same boat. And for any students at Nipissing that are listening to this, um, there are resources at the school. I went to um, academic advising and then they brought me to somebody who actually like specializes in time management and organization. Yeah. And they'll sit down with you and like, you know, get you writing out your days and planning stuff. So it yeah. is helpful for sure. Also like student services or accessibility services, whatnot. Yeah. Like that's some, uh, some of the people that I reached out to in first year, like those are awesome. Like it makes such a huge difference. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah! Shout out to accessibility service. Oh my gosh, I can't tell you my first year how many times I'm stressed out. But then you go there and then it's like, "Hello, like hi, like how can we help you today?" And you, like you, they, they calm me down. You're like, "This is yeah. what happened is." <laughs> <laughs> no, Nineteen years old. No, because no, cause I, I do accessibility service. Man, I'm telling you right now, those people are amazing. Like or academic advising too. Like I went to the office. I was so stressed. Like I don't know if I could change a class. Can I change a class? And like, oh yeah, we can change a class. I was like, really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like yo no because it's my first year right like now I'm, I'm good but like <laughs> but yeah one of the things I've always said too about this year is the fact that you know incoming student athletes really got a pass because they didn't really have to go through the challenges of really balancing being a student and this athlete at the same time because there was no really practices there's no road trips and all that stuff so based off of your experiences Patrick if you could give one word of advice to those newcomers on your team who are finally hopefully going to play their first OUA game next year what advice would you give for them in terms of making sure that they can be able to balance being a student athlete without crumbling under the pressures of that. Big advice that I should have followed like five years ago that I didn't is don't be last minute. Don't wait till the last day. Don't wait till the last week to start a project. Um, you don't realize how much time you spend on the road, how much time you spend practicing, uh, 
working out one knot, uh, all of those like team function that when you're finally in like crunch time and for assignments and you look at your schedule and you're like, Oh, I leave Friday and I come back Sunday at 3 a.m. because we played in Windsor. Like that, that would be my big advice that I, like I said, I didn't always follow it. And if I could go back and tell like my first year self, like start working on the project when you know that you have the project or the assignment, that's like the key to being able to balance um, your like student life and your uh, athlete life. Yeah, like you're so right. Honestly, that's so true, especially when you think about road trips. Like, you think you might bring your textbooks on the yeah. road, thinking you're gonna do homework. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say the exact same thing. You might think that you'll do work on the school, but on the bus or on the the hotel rooms that you stay in, but trust me, you won't. You won't. I'm telling you right now. Honestly, if it's like a long road trip, like when we go to um Ottawa, I think only like once or twice I actually like did homework. Because also remember, first of all, the Wi-Fi is not going to be great because there's other people on the bus. <laughs> so your yeah. thing's going to be super slow. And second of all, like, if it's working at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man. But like, I say only probably like, out of like how many road trips you went to, probably like maybe at least six. I probably would say I probably did homework probably like twice tops. And it wasn't yeah. that long. And when, when you're forced to do homework because your assignment is due and then all your teammates are like oh yeah we're going down uh, like we when we play in toronto we're downtown toronto and you're on young like, you street you want to go outside you want to go, and you want to go walk you want to go i don't know like that uh, ethan center mall or, yeah whatever yeah so and then you're like now sorry guys like i really gotta write this assignment because it's due tonight at 10 you'll hate your life like you, you those like memories that you make on the road trips and like those for that free time that you have in like different cities with your teammates, like you're just, you, you can't pass on that. And when you have to pass on that, you're just, you hate yourself. Oh my God. Like I said, like, don't be last minute and you won't have that problem. <laughs> I think, I think you answered my next question, but also ask anyways, what are you going to miss most about like Nipissing and, you know, North Bay as a city, then specifically the student athlete experience? What are you going to miss most about those two things? Yeah. Like, um, and being in North Bay, I'll start, yeah, I'll start with that. Like, being in North Bay, what I'll miss most is, like, that small town feeling. Like, we're a small university. We know, like, pretty much all student athletes knows each other, or at least who, who we are, who they are. And, like, I've had friends playing in other universities, and, like, they're like, oh, yeah, hockey team, we don't know who they are. Like, we know our team, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, that small town feeling where um, – Everybody knows who you are, knows your name. And like, uh, even when you talk, you, know, you, you sit in class and you go talk to your profs or whatnot. And like, they actually know you personally and not just like, oh, you're that guy who sits in that chair in my lecture on Monday. Mm-hmm. You actually like built uh, relationships with your prof and uh, even the community. It's kind of like a, I've, like, like I said, coming from a small town up north, it's kind of like the small town feeling in a big city or bigger city for me anyways. Um, you go out and like people know the logo. People know like, oh, like you, you will go to Nipissing. Like, oh, what do you take? And like, it's just like a really friendly community. And it's so nice to like represent this community when we go out on uh, road trips and we go play in tournaments and games and whatnot. And, like, as a team, like, the things that I'll miss most is definitely the memories you make um, on road trips, on team events, team functions. Um, like, from just a little example, like, my team, we were uh, fortunate enough to uh, be able to go play in a tournament in Amsterdam last year. Yeah, you guys are so lucky. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, like, the memories that I've made there will stay with me forever. Like that kind of like atmosphere, like, and also you look at it, like, what's the next, when's the next time you'll go travel across the world with a bunch of your friends playing the sport you love for fun? Like that, that feeling, and even like now I'm saying Amsterdam, like obviously that's a once in a lifetime experience. And like, I hope that everybody 
gets to experience some kind of uh, outside tournament or uh, like out of country tournament or out of yeah, province yeah, province yeah. tournament. Yeah. Um, but even just the little road trips, we go to Toronto twice a year. Um, we have so much fun. Like it's just the road trips, the connection you make, the jokes that you have, the inside jokes that you have with your teammates. Uh, traveling on the bus and uh, we started playing games like uh, Quiplash, I think it's called. It's like uh, Quiplash, yeah, it's like a game that you just answer on your phone. It's like random questions, like who is most likely to whatever. And like... I've seen that. I always see headbands. Um, Yeah, that too. And I can't remember all those games. Somebody else, like Frank on our team usually set that up or Curtis, they're really good at setting that up and we just joined. Yeah, Like that little... Yeah, tenth grade. Little experience, I, yeah, tenth yeah, grade. I played a lot of um, Would You Rather in grade ten, a lot. Yeah. Did you guys play that? I know. I've never played it a lot, but like I've been around a few times. Obviously, like when people are playing, but never been into like actually like playing it for a long time. Yeah, I don't know why. I think that I was fifteen. I just remember I downloaded the app. And we just started playing a lot of Would You Rather. I don't know, but um. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but now that I guess, yeah, <laughs> sorry, got off track. But um, I guess now that you're done, like, what does the future hold for you? Like, I don't know. It's like the whole time that you're, you're in school, you're like, oh, like, I'll graduate, I'll go find a job, and um, I just work the rest of my life, right? And now that I'm graduating, I'm like, well, I have a job. I really love my job. It's, I'm actually like uh, working landscaping. Okay. And, it's something I never thought I'd see myself doing like ever. And now that I've worked there, like I love it and um, don't mind staying there for a while. Like, but then I look at it and I'm like, well, it's not really like I graduated from environmental bio. It's totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, obviously, you want to find something in my uh, area field that I study. But for me, like the future, I'll probably stick around more bit a little bit, and I hope to stay involved in like the Nipissing community, um, whether it's helping coaching or uh, just being around people. Like it's like as an alumni too. Like um, I dedicated so much to the school, and I want to help others that are going through the same thing. So um, as of right now, like I said, future-wise, I'm kind of up in the air, and like kind of have that attitude like go with the flow we'll see what's going on and like with the pandemic too like it's kind of hard to like i'd love i'd love to say i want to travel and everything but like can't do that so it's more like stay around do what i can work and uh hopefully just see what kind of opportunity shows up in the near future jc any other questions well, they've pretty much all been answered. And if someone's going to do that, we just, yeah, throw it out. You know, you've yeah, a great yeah. guest, man. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's been awesome, man. Yeah. I was so excited. Man. I was so looking forward this whole week when you finally, like, locked in a date. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. Patrick, man. Thank you so much for coming. I really enjoyed this one, man. Just because, like, you know, like you said, like, I've seen you around. Obviously, you had a little couple conversations on Instagram. But, yeah, this is the first time I really got to know you. So, I really enjoyed having you come on. So, thank you, man. Yeah, anytime. You guys are awesome. Yeah. So now we're going to get to our quick hitter segment. So this is the part of the podcast where we ask our guests a question and they have to answer it as fast as possible. So Jason, you have the questions ready? Ready. First oh, time yes. ever. Okay. First time there ever. You there you go. There you go. All right. First question, Patrick, who's your favorite artist musically? Uh, musically, I would go uh, Chris Stapleton. Okay. Okay. Um, an artist or a song you have on repeat? It would be, right now, actually, it's kind of a sad song, but it's Maggie's song by Chris Stapleton. I just kind of love that vibe. A really sad song, but just love the vibe. Okay. Okay. Next question. All-time favorite album? I don't know. Wow. I, I really, I cannot come up with a name right now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't really listen to, like, albums. I'm more of, like, a pick a song here and there kind of guy. And, like, yeah. yeah. No, I don't, I can't come up with a name of an album right now. Wow. Okay. Okay, just yeah, next one. All right, who's your favorite athlete? Uh, Claude Giroux, hockey player, hometown boy. Okay. I just love what he does for the hometown. Sweet. Ah, nice. Okay, next question. Who's your favorite celebrity? 
what's his name? We'll say um, Bruce Willis, the action movie guy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Big fan of him. If you could spend a day with somebody dead or alive, who would it be? You have to be. Man, you guys are really good questions. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. I'd say Michael Jordan. Okay. Wow, Devin. I was okay. Wait, are you, are you a big basketball fan or no? Uh, not into like not religiously into basketball. Do love to watch basketball, but I really like like those guys what they do like outside of their. Uh, team like community wise oh yeah so guys like lebron like with all the stuff that he does stuff like that yeah and lebron yeah okay yeah i like that next question this is a personal one for me so patrick do you like pineapple on your pizza no i do not like pineapple on my pizza one point for me tajon <laughs> i think i think the most part of the sea i think i think i'm i think i'm winning overall i have to go back but i think i'm winning for the most part I'll have to do a tally check around that one for sure well we'll check i'm winning on the next question for sure Oh, yeah. um, milk before cereal or cereal before milk? Cereal before milk. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Next question. Last show you binge watched? Um, New Girl. All right. What's your favorite movie? Uh, we'll go the Red series. Retired and Extremely Dangerous, I think. Okay. Call. Action movie, Bruce Willis in it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next question. What's one skill you wish you were good at? One skill? Yeah. Um, speaking English? <laughs> <laughs> I just get made fun of. Not fun, just teased by my teammates. That's why it's kind of funny. What, the accent? I could hear the French accent coming out when you say basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's Frank. I, I was telling before you came on, I, like, I had a, I had a um, tenth, nine, my ninth and tenth grade um, gym teacher was Francophone, so I can hear the same accent. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah, I think even the French guys on the team, right, they're still, we can hear, like, Betsy, we can hear his accent. Um, oh, my God. The Quebec guy is uh, the yeah. worst? Josh. Josh, Josh. You're listening, man. You need to work on. Your listen, we can't swear on this. We can't swear on this. But like the way he said, like one of the words was just so funny. I, like I said, we can't say it on air. But like, bro, we're not getting into that. But, uh, <laughs> but Jason, you got next one. Okay, what's uh, a secret or something about you that nobody knows, or not many people know? Um, I like to wear thick socks, like wool socks, even in the summertime. Okay, that's a cool one. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I do that sometimes too. Like even honestly, I only do when I'm lazy. Like if I just want to pop on socks and go somewhere, I just put them on. Like winter socks, I don't care. Dude, I'm off. I hate socks, man. I wear flip flops year round. I usually socks wear year socks year. all year round. Wow, no, man, that's crazy. When I was now, when I was younger, I I used to love wearing um flip flops because I didn't drive right, so like I could just pop them on and go to practice. But now that I drive, like I can't, I can't. Drive. <laughs> You're not supposed to drive with flip flops on, like like you can't. So I'll never do that. Not supposed to, but you can. I don't. I won't. I got big feet, man. I'm size 16, man. So like, I can't. <laughs> That's easy, know. bro. You can drive barefoot, no problem. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna be SpongeBob where he sticks his um, toe out and like presses on the. So. But uh, <laughs> all right. Final question. So Patrick, I'm gonna say the name of one of your teammates, and you say the first word that pops into your head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Zach. French. <laughs> Josh. Uh Sheesh. That's <laughs> that's the one word he always he always say. Okay. Liam McCann. Hilarious. <laughs> Liam Ludlow. Big Luds. Haircuts. <laughs> Jeremy. Um oh that's kind of funny, but not funny. I'm sure he's gonna appreciate it. Baby Gap. <laughs> Holy inside joke. I can tell you guys later if you want. <laughs> Mason. Um, just the farm boy. Wow. Country boy. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. A lot of the a lot of the guys on your team are from outside of um, Ontario. Like it's crazy. Uh yeah, we have Yeah, yeah we have a few. <laughs> yeah, Mason's from Saskatchewan, like Eric's in Manitoba, like bro, you guys got a lot of outside guys. Yeah. Our team's full of Ottawa guys. Yeah, it used to be Toronto guys. Yeah, it did, it did. 
Yeah. Next one, Cyrus. TikTok. <laughs> Eric. Um, the man bun. Wow. Yeah. Frank. Oh. Try and think of something that I can say here. <laughs> probably, probably be something French too. Yeah. But first thing comes in mind. Uh, his freaking whistle when like he goes like this, uh, like yeah. that thing. Say less. <laughs> okay, Curtis. Um, it has to be his pregame stories. Yeah. First comes in mind. Say less. Grady. Wanky. <laughs> okay. I love you, Grady. Uh, if you listening. Hey, shout out, Grady. Shout out, shout out. Okay, next one is my guy, Jackson. Jackson, that Toronto kid. The one kid from Toronto that came off. And he he's like barely in Toronto. He's from a table book. So he's like a, he's like he's just inside. So like after, yeah, after I know. he's done. But yeah, we got that. Uh, next one, Jax. Support like he his cheers on the bench, like what he says. No. That's, Awesome. Nice. Next one, Tom. Tom, I'd have to go first thing in mind would be uh, his workouts. Yeah. Good effort. Good job, Tom. <laughs> okay, okay, Randy. That guy will toss you up in the air if he's cheering beside you on the bench. <laughs> Literally toss you up in the air. Wow. Okay, last one, Coach Young. Uh, there's so much I want to say about coach. Um, passionate. That's the one thing, biggest thing that comes to mind with coach. If you would describe your teammates overall in one word, how would you describe your teammates? Family. I like that a lot. Well, I got a surprise for you, man. So obviously, like I said, it's your last year and you're gone. So some of your teammates wanted to say goodbye to you, man. So check this out. Hey, Patty. Just wanted to say... Thank you for being such a great teammate all these years and um, wish you the best of luck in all your future endeavors. And uh, thank you for all the amazing memories that we have created together. Hey, Pat, thank you so much for uh, being a great senior on the team and taking me uh, under your wing to make me feel more welcome, as well as uh, thank you for lending me your textbook for biology. <laughs> Hey, Pat, just wanted to say thanks for being such a great teammate, even better friend. Everyone's going to miss you here. Love you, buddy. Bonjour, Pat. J'aimerais te remercier tout ce que tu as fait pour moi. Et je jamais oublié la fois qu'on est allé pêcher ensemble. Je te souhaite le meilleur pour le futur. Hey, Pat, thanks for everything you've done for this program and me. You're like an older brother. I'm going to miss those days on the road trips with you. And we definitely have to go hunting once in a while. I gotta shoot your gun or something. Anyways, thanks for everything. Take care, love you. Hey Patty, congrats on graduating, bud. Sad to see you go from Lakers volleyball program. But uh, I just wanted to thank you for being a mentor to me throughout my, it was really just the first year um, that I was playing, but whenever I had questions, you were always there to help and uh, that I'm very thankful for. Other than that, you're always just super nice guy. Never had anything mean to say anything to anybody. So uh, always, always very good with answering all the questions that I had. So thank you very much, bud, and good luck in the future. Hey, Pat. Super sad to see one of our uh, French speakers go, but I mean, it was bound to happen eventually. At the end of the day, I'm super happy for you, bud, and best of luck at any projects you tackle in the, your future. Hey Pat, I just want to say uh, thanks for being a great teammate the last couple seasons. Uh, coming in as a rookie, it was a little nerve-wracking, but you're definitely very open, and it was made or made it easier for me to feel comfortable around the guys. Uh, I just want to say congratulations on graduating, and good luck with whatever you have going on in the future. Hey Pat, thanks for being such a great teammate and even a better friend. I'm gonna miss my fellow Northern Ontario teammate. Thanks for all the fishing spots and tips and tricks over the years. Uh, you made me into quite the fisherman. Hey Pat, uh, merci pour les années que tu as donné au programme. Puis uh, je me sens uh, vraiment chanceux d'avoir pu être uh, un de tes coéquipiers. Puis je tiens à te remercier pour uh, ce que tu as fait uh, pour nous uh, sur le terrain comme à l'extérieur. Donc uh, je te souhaite bonne chance dans tous tes projets futurs, man. See ya. 
Hey Pat, we'll miss you next year. Good luck in your future endeavors. For anybody that doesn't know, Patty is going into a career of bear hunting and training people how to ride moose. So good luck to you and all the best in the future. Patty, thank you very much for being such an incredible teammate and such an incredible friend. Uh, you're one of the nicest guys I've ever met and I really appreciate the time I've had to spend with you here at Nipissing. Uh, I'm gonna miss having you around in all our bio classes, especially the labs. And uh, felicitations pour votre diplôme. Yeah. Well. Oh, that's awesome, guys. Wow. Since you're our guest, man, you get you get the last word. Well, man, thank you very much for having me here. And, like, thanks for that video. Like, it just literally, like, no words. It just feels awesome, man. Like, like I said, I don't have words for this. But thanks a lot for having me, guys. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. You want to say anything, Jason, before we let Patrick go? Oh, thanks for coming on, man. It was awesome getting the chat with you. Seriously, and best of luck. Best of luck. Thank you. Yeah, seriously, good luck, Patrick. Congratulations on graduating, graduating, man. Seriously, congratulations. Thank you very much, guys. And that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Locker. I want to thank our guest, Patrick, for joining us. You can find the video of this interview on YouTube and listen to the full interview on all podcast streaming platforms. See you guys next week.